Welcome to Believing the Bible with Scott Lane and Terry Reed of the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association with a message of hope in today's troubled world based on biblical truths. We hope that today's program is enlightening and inspirational. Welcome to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association along with Terry Reed, an engineer, Dr. Carl Williams, and our producer, Ed Salzwell, all directors at SABSA. We are here to reassure you, you can believe the Bible from the very first verse. For a second week in a row, we're having Dr. Doyle Holbert on with us. Dr. Holbert is a professor of biology at Bethany Lutheran College in Mankato, Minnesota. We had him on last week. You talked a lot last week, Dr. Holbert, about mitochondrial DNA pointing to a single starting individual, which we in biblical believers would call Eve, and that it also broke up into three groups or people groups or original women, which would fit right into the biblical narrative of three sons and wives of Noah. Terry, you were going to ask a follow-up question on that. Well, I was wondering if we've learned anything from the Y chromosome, which comes down through the paternal lineage. Yes. Uh, Yes, we have. And what is so interesting about this is that while on the ark we would expect that there might be three women who would all three, and actually four women, but one of them, as far as we know, had no children. That would have been Noah's wife. But his uh, Noah's son's wives, we would have expected perhaps there to be some difference in their mitochondrial DNA if they were not related, closely related anyway. But on the Y chromosome side of things, the Y chromosome is passed down, of course, as you mentioned, through the male. And what we find when we do a coalescence study of the Y chromosomal DNA, we do not find that it coalesces back to three individuals, but back to one. Now, what's so interesting about that is that that also is exactly what we would expect if the Bible were true. We would expect that all of the Y chromosomes in the world today could coalesce back to Noah's. Now, he had three sons on the ark, sure enough, but their Y chromosomal DNA would have been identical to his, or at least more or less identical to his, because he passed his DNA, his Y chromosomal DNA, down to his sons. So because they were related, we would expect that their DNA would be the same as his, and that's exactly what we find when we do the coalescence study, that it only coalesces back to one, while the mitochondrial DNA, which is passed down through women, coalesces back to three individuals. Yeah, so that also could be a a sign that it was just one man to start off with, as in Adam. Would that also be something that you could conclude? Is there a time frame? Like uh, how many thousands of years would it be or hundreds of thousands? Did it, was that uh, also? I am not as uh, up to date on that as okay. I am on that it coalesced back to one. Okay. I can say this, that they calibrated this 
chromosome as well as the mitochondrial chromosome data that you're referring to. Originally, when they calibrated these dates, it was with an assumption of the evolutionary timeline. It was not with real decay rates of those DNA strands. That is exactly right. And what you said is something that's very important. And many of the studies, in fact, most of the studies that I read, begin their study with the assumption that evolution is true and then work from that standpoint to extrapolate their dates backwards. So if they begin with that assumption, it's no wonder that that their dates are in agreement with evolutionary theory. You've decided what the answer is and you come up with that answer. And you work backwards. And work backwards. Go ahead, Carl. Well, that leads me into another question then. What evolutionary findings have been useful in, let's say, medical advances or anything else in biology? I've had it told to me by several biologists that the field of biology could do just fine without the theory of evolution. In spite of that saying that I see quoted quite often that nothing in biology makes sense except in light of evolution, it's really just not true. There are many things in biology that make sense apart from evolution. You are listening to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with Terry Reed and Dr. Carl Williams. If you would like to learn more, go to sabsa.org. That is S-A-B-B-S-A.org. This week we're talking again with Dr. Doyle Holberg, professor of biology at Bethany Lutheran College. Carl, you're the man with the questions today. Yeah, as far as the biology and evolutionary thing, what in biology has been hampered by the evolutionary theory? And this is 
transcriptional and translational biology, that is the, the transcribing of the RNAs, of DNA into RNA, and then the translating of that RNA into proteins, it really set that research back, uh, I'm guessing several decades, because the scientists bought into this idea that those kinds of RNAs were the product of junk DNAs, and that junk DNA was expected to be found in our genome simply because we had accumulated millions and millions of mutations over these billions of years of evolutionary history. And that those mutations had crept in and then built up in our genome faster than we could remove them. And so that's what they thought. And it turns out that now they're finding uh, many of these so-called sequences of junk DNA actually have a purpose and there are several diseases, though I can't think of them at the moment, but several diseases actually have been caused by these mutations that are in what used to be considered junk DNA, but they're considered to be molecules of RNA. And that's the bottom line is that junk DNA was used by evolutionists as proof of evolution, but now that junk DNA has now found not to be junk, do they still claim it as proof of evolution? Thank you for all of the information for creation events in our area or on our website's calendar page. For more information or to schedule a presentation, go to sabsa.org or call 210-599-7240. When you go to our website, you can click on a link to our newsletter. Our website has a link for contact information on which you can order our newsletter to be emailed to you or you can call us. Also go to whyshouldyoubelieve.com. That is Terry's website containing articles looking at current day issues from a biblical perspective. Sabsa meets the second Tuesday of each month at 7 p.m. We are now meeting at Faith Lutheran Church just south of the corner of Jones Maltzberger and Thousand Oaks. There you will find biblical apologetics and creation science teaching found nowhere else in Bear County, as well as the availability of books and videos on these important subjects. If you missed any part of this show, you can listen to the show anytime by going to the AM 630 KSLR, the Word in South Texas website. Click on KSLR Podcast, scroll down until you find Believing the Bible. Please join us again next Saturday for Believing the Bible. I'm Scott Lane, and for Terry Reed, Dr. Carl Williams, and Ed Salzville, thanks for listening, and we hope you found today a reason to believe the Bible.